Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the stirs all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then loop up and get on top. The glory like a, a like dick theater of a magic your Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. I think that's uh, We're not sluts. We just love love. Do you like sex toys? I love sex toys. Do you? Yeah. Do you wish you could have more sex toys? Always. Do you wish you could have a sex toy at 50% off? Uh, that's even better, yes. With that sex toy, uh-huh. do you wish that you could have six videos on demand that you could watch and use these sex toys with? Absolutely. With those, that oh 50% God, off it gets sex better. toy and the videos on demand, uh-huh. do you wish that whoever you purchase these sex toys from would just throw six items in there. Maybe something for you. Maybe something for me. Maybe something for both of us. That would be amazing. I Can know. that happen? Is that a it thing? It does happen. Yeah. And you know and how where it does happens? It, no, how does it happen? Where does it happen? If you Google uh-huh. or uh, type in yeah. in your Google box, adamandeve.com. Okay. You'll go to adamandeve.com. Uh-huh. Find an item that you like. Put in the coupon code by the by, mm-hmm. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. Mm-hmm. You get all that. And the one thing that make, turns you on more than anything else. Free shipping. Free shipping. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. So if you go to adamandeve.com and you use the coupon code by the by, that's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, you'll get everything we've already talked about. Yeah. And that should make you happy. Yay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Easy orgasms for you. Easy orgasms uh-huh. for your partner. You know. And all kinds of fun for everybody. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. To the internet. Hello, podcast land. This is the fourth intro we've done. I'm (laughs) I'm hoping this one's real. It's actually not. It's the second. Third. (laughs) I'll agree with third. Welcome back to another episode of By the By. She keeps teasing me, and I don't know if I'm talking to you people for reals or not. And she's fucking torturing me, and I, I don't appreciate it. Rant over? No. (laughs) It's going to be a full podcast rant, probably. (laughs) I'm not turning it off. This will be a rant full podcast. Thank Uh you very much. Um, You'll notice that last week we didn't have a podcast, and that is because our computer is dayed. Yes. I say you would dayed. It dayed. (laughs) We, Tuesday, Uh you know, our podcast comes out on Wednesday. Tuesday, Angela goes to start the computer and... It did. Yeah, it was very sad. I had the podcast completely edited, everything yeah. ready to go, yeah. ready to upload. Yeah. And then nothing. I say you it did. Yeah. It yeah. did. Um, and so this week we spent the last six hours. Not true. <laughs> four hours. Also not true. <laughs> recording and then re-recording five to ten minutes worth of content that Angela then listens to and says, no, I don't that's, like it. That's probably true because we're trying to figure out how to record not only on another computer, but a completely different operating system and different software. And who the fuck knows what's going to happen, but we, we're going to give it a go. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I never know. Angela normally knows she's the responsible one. Um, uh, wait a minute. You're the one that deals with the recording and we have a system. And you're very particular about the system. We have a fucking system. <laughs> and now the entire system is out the window and we have to learn something new. I, I say you, it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here we are. Yeah. And I'm probably going to be angry for most of this podcast. I am very alcoholed, though. Wow. So okay. what have you been doing in your after times, or as we like to call it, the after times the quarantine the the isolation yes um i'm i've decided that i'm no longer in my 40s i'm in my quarantines (laughs) 
Uh, and uh-huh. I hate it. I want to rebel. It's much like it's much like my original teens. I want to rebel. I hate it. I feel like cutting my hair in a funny way, and I think I'm going to get an ear pierce, an ear piercing, just to piss my parents off. You're not. <laughs> I've shut you up. You're not going to get an ear pierced. You've been through that before. It did not heal well. I know. It's yes. But I think that's because I was a dirty ute. And you're not a dirty adult? <laughs> no, I meant ute like the utility vehicle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're in Staya now, cunt. Right, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, so during my quarantines, I've spent a lot of time on the PS4. Yeah, you um, have. Yeah. If you have a PS4... I encourage you to make a friend with me. I am. You don't even know your name. I know what I know. it it's is. Squishy fish something. Sixteen ninety one. Yes. <laughs> um, I am Squishy Fish. Sixteen ninety one. Sixteen ninety one is a new sex position that we've invented. Yeah, it's a sixty nine with a person on either side, kind of like what is it, Golden like, Gate Bridging or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So London bridging. London, yeah. Golden some, Gate bridging. I don't know, some kind of bridging. I don't I'm, know. I'm assuming Golden Gate bridging is where we're peeing over each other in, a, <laughs> in an arc, which is what President Trump probably enjoys. Only nobody wants to do it with him other than his daughter. Right. Oh. And, and not, not Tiff, the pretty one. Oh. No, Tiff is the pretty one. Anyway, um, so, mm. yeah. So, Squishy Fish 1691 on PS4. I will happily friend you. Um, but I probably won't play with you because I don't do online gaming. Oh, well, okay. What? I don't. I'm sorry. It's just like, but I like to, I like to, ha- I have lots of friends. I just like to see what they're doing. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, what are you doing during your quarantines? I'm working my fucking ass off you is what are. I'm doing. You are. It's true. Yeah. More than anybody really should be. But I know I'm not the only one, so. It's very true. Yeah. Um, Angela works in the uh, save your ass sector of the world. Yeah. And so she's doing her best to save your ass. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Hopefully we'll save some asses. Because I want some asses to explore after this is all done. <laughs> Touche. In the after times. In the, in the after times. <laughs> yes. We call them the before four times uh-huh. and then the after times. Yes. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. yeah. So we do have an update from a previous podcast. Do we? Mm-hmm. So we had the last podcast we released, we had talked oh, yes. about Naughty Ads. Yes. Which is an online escort, um, I don't want to say directory, what am I thinking? Yeah, no, directory, yeah, absolutely. I think Advertising it's a platform. Yeah, but it's also kind of a yeah. directory. Um, yeah. So it's an advertising platform for escorts. I have and spent a lot of time on that website in the past two weeks. <laughs> you have. <laughs> um, imagining what I'm going, who I'm going to, going to interact with once I can travel again. Right. Yeah, so we do have an update from them in that uh, we recorded the podcast kind of with their feedback about the site and how it got started and the X Awards and all of that. Uh, but one of the questions that we had was that some of the ads had verified on them, and we didn't really know what that meant. So we speculated a bit during the podcast. But As they, you do. Yeah. But they did reply back to us and say that verified means that the photos have been verified. So it's it's verified that that is the person that that's advertising. What you see is what you will get. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So that's a a good clarification to have and a good um, way to note that. And so anyway, just for people out there, anybody who might be looking at naughty ads, that is what verified means. Yes. So. Um. And yeah. Like I said, I'm looking at naughty ads a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if they have like a member discount? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So do you know what we're doing this week? I have no idea. I'm no idea. tying my no. my trouser strings around my toes currently. Mm. Yes. It's, this is the quarantines. <laughs> like, I can do what I want. You're not a real dad. It takes talent to do that. So, yes, I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm just, like, mm. I just need to get out and explore. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we're um, going to start with this week. Ooh. Yeah. So we've had some questions from people as, I guess, people are, are sitting at home <laughs> their partners <laughs> going god i just want to fuck someone else <laughs> and yes we've had kind of a, a resurgence of questions about swinging and getting into swinging and opening up your relationship and how do you do that and what does that look like so we have a, 
uh, some questions to consider when you're looking at opening up your relationship and what what kinds of things you might want to ask yourself and ask your partner. Cool. Yeah. Um, so before we get into this, okay. uh, I'm going to derail the podcast sure. once again. Sure. That's what I do. I, I have mm. a PhD in derailing. Let's go for it. Um, so my question is for all you people out here who listen, um, both of you, uh, do do you find your relationship is better with your partner now that you're stuck at home with them? Or do you find that your relationship is more strained? Or do you see no different at all? Yeah, that's a good question. I think so. We should have a poll for that or something. I got a poll for that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Yeah. And you're happy to share that poll with the anybody the world? <laughs> anybody yeah. anybody who's willing at this point i'm i'm close to desperate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i think we have worksheets we do have worksheets so i think the first question that i would ask is when looking to open up the relationship have you talked about it with your partner and is it something that you're both on board with and that you're both interested in or is it something that maybe you're thinking about and you're partner hasn't that you know of and it's not something that they've really even considered so i think that's kind of an important distinction an important place to start because i think a lot of times when we talk about this it is in the realm of you're both on the same page and you're both kind of thinking about it and you've talked about it but that may not always be the case so if you're bringing this up to a partner who maybe hasn't thought about it or isn't really thinking about it as as in-depth as you are, I think the first thing to look at, both from your knowledge of their history and potentially talking to them about their history, is, is there anything in their history that may raise a red flag? Like if they've had a partner that's cheated on them in the past, or if they've had some some bad relationships in the past, and um, some some lying, some hiding of things, that kind of thing, then opening up a relationship may be a lot harder. It may take more steps to get there. Patience. Yeah, because they have these, these other issues that they need to overcome. And it may be that somebody before has tried to see other people or to bring other people in, and then that's gone really poorly for them. So I think it's important to kind of see if they're even on the same page as you to begin with as far as being open to the idea, because they may not be. And there may be reasons for that. And if so, you should address those reasons before, I think, going into any of this. Agreed. Because um, that's absolutely going to set their mindset and 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 their openness to this. And obviously, if you're going to go down this path, it's best if you're both on the same page and you're both willing and and open to it yeah definitely agree yeah so we have a list of questions that are some good ones to kind of start asking yourselves when you're you're thinking about starting swinging and we'll put these all up on our website so that way you'll have access to them yay um it'll be a worksheet that you can print out at home yeah yeah it'll be a good one so you can print it out you can both go to separate rooms fill it out and then uh Come back together and see how your answers compare. And since you're quarantining, um, you can either do like a coffee or espresso martini or -hmm. a plain martini, a bottle of wine, a bottle of gin, you know, whatever. (laughs) There's no judgment here. And I would say as well, it's really important to be open-minded while you're doing this. And while the other person is talking, just listen. Yes. Don't be composing your next answer. Don't be thinking about the next point that you're going to talk about. Just Sit there and listen to them. You've got the time right now. This is the time to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's horrific because it's true. It's like, yeah. you are stuck with your partner. Listen to them. Yeah. Like, this This is the time where you can say, you know what? I'm going to take these 30 seconds and not be composing my next, the words out of my mouth. It's true. And I'm actually going to listen to them and see what they have to say. So, because I think that's something that we all do, I would say innately, is, is, especially in our busy, rushed lives of normal, is that as someone's talking to us, we're already two steps ahead thinking about how we're going to respond before they're ever finished talking to us. Right. And and that's not a good thing. And it's a hard habit to break. It's a really hard habit to break because I think we're all used to that. And we're all in that boat of, of how am I going to respond? What am I going to say? How am I going to, you know, work with them and how are we going to get through this? But you don't even really know what there is to respond to yet because they're not done talking. That's right. 
I was listening. I know. <laughs> I was also texting friends. <laughs> um, right. Look, I while we're having this podcast conversation, mm-hmm. I might be messaging our good friends, the bed hoppers. Yes, because they're just getting up this morning. Because they're just waking yeah. up as we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and there's a, like, I need you to talk to the bed hoppers and tell them, well, tell her, Mrs. H, which... Which uh, character from The Wizard of Oz requires a brain? Because <laughs> she's not sure and she's figuring it out. She thinks she's ruled out the lion. <laughs> but then I said he's a fuckwit, so maybe he needs a brain. <laughs> I want to know where this question came from to begin with. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, sure, sure. A, Mitch, a Mrs. H exclusive. Sure. I'm sure it was on their Patreon. Anyway, okay. um, so moving on. So we've got this, this worksheet. Yes. Let's talk about some of the questions that you might find. Okay. Step one. Uh-huh. Did you already do the first one? No, I didn't. Thank God. Because I was like, <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention. No, I haven't. I haven't. Step one, pay attention to your partner. You love them. That is a good step one. <laughs> <laughs> don't do not do what Bradford don't does. Yes, yes. Don't listen to Bradford. Don't listen to Bradford. <laughs> um, but what you should do is set like a trial period to see if, if this lifestyle, using the air quotes or as the aussies call it the inverted commas yeah that's just weird dumb aussies are dumb i mean i get that they are inverted commas but there's you know a bunch of pulls on yeah, yeah it's like it's like four of them that's a lot yeah i don't know i yeah. like more vampire kisses sure kiss kiss um so is it something that you want long term or is it short term long term how long like do we want to jump into this for two weeks a month six months a year ten years Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. I can't say any more because then I'll have to pay rights. So another thing I would start out with as well is we're going to say swinging. We're going to say swinging yes, blanket term, yeah, right? Yeah. But for some people, it may be an open relationship. And yeah. we'll get to that as we kind of go through some of these questions in that it may be swinging in which you see other people together. Whether it's a single person or a couple, you see people together. It may also be an open relationship that you're considering where you see people separately and or together. So there's a lot of different ways. To and it could bloom into polyamory and you just aren't ready for it and don't know about it. Yeah. Like, uh, I would very much say, like, let's have an open kind of idea yeah. as to what this looks like. So we're going to start with the idea that most people are going to go into this in in the swinging mindset and that we're going to see other people together. Because I think that's how most couples kind of start anyway. Um, not every, and I think that's part of your discussion that you should have and some of these questions will lead into that as well but we're gonna just say swinging in general just to keep it easy but like under- me yeah but understand that that could mean open relationship or polyamory depending upon you and your situation agreed yeah okay so trial period i think that's a really good thing uh because it's something that you can dip your toes into try it see what happens the only caveat i would say with that is that whatever happens in that trial period stays there so if something happens and maybe your partner does something says something something happens that you're not entirely comfortable with you don't hold it over their head for the rest of time that that something stays there and you're like you know what we've tried this it did or didn't work if it didn't work that's fine we're going to move on from this and not worry Ar- about it. arguably that's a dick move anyway if your partner is like hey remember that thing that you said six thursdays ago you know while we were watching bones and you were like oh my god she's hot and I was like, she's not. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do not do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't be that couple. Right. You're better than that. Mm. So another one, that, moving on. The next one Sorry. I would say Sorry. is, is do we tell anyone that we're doing this? And if so, who? And I will say that it's... You, you posted on Facebook. Hey, look, we're fucking other people. Right. Facebook's probably not the first place to go. Instagram. But do you tell any of your close friends? Do you tell your family? Yeah. And it, Along what, at what stage do you tell them? Who do you tell? Like, who's important enough to know and who's not? And I will say that in many parts of the world, it's a little bit easier today to be open about these kinds of things. Some parts of the world and in some parts of the U.S. even, which I know we have a lot of listeners in the U.S., it's not so easy. And it may be that it might cost you your job or Agreed. if you have children that may impact them, obviously it likely will so it's a lot of things to consider when you're looking at that question as to who do we tell who when all of that stuff but at the same time it's an important thing to consider and 
it's tough because it's a little bit, it's easier nowadays to be open about these things. And the more that we do talk about it and the more that it is out there, the more that it normalizes it and it's not really a thing. But you have to consider that are you in a position to do that or not? Right. Agreed. Completely. Yeah. Um, and, and realistically, like you said, if you've got kids, maybe you're not. Yeah. I think that first and foremost, you have to look at your relationship and how it affects you and your family. Mm-hmm. And then secondarily, yeah. et cetera, the yeah, society. Okay, so then uh, talking about exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to do this. Uh, one of the first questions to ask yourself is, how do I feel about seeing you kiss another person? I'm turned on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got confused. You're right. Like, I was blanking out for the second. I was like, yeah, turned on. It's been so uh-huh. long since I see you kiss another person. Right, right. Um, yes, I mean, that's important. Uh, those couples, I- I'm going to say right now, because, you know, alcohol, uh, those couples who are like, we don't kiss other people, fuck them. Leave them alone. They've watched too many movies. They are comparing their lives to, um, uh, what's her name from Pretty Woman? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah. From Pretty Woman. One- they ain't Julia Roberts. Two, Julia Roberts is dumb as hell in that movie. Three, don't do that. Um, so look, it, it's one of those things that if you do this, you are going to kiss another person. Yeah. I'm going to blanket statement that right but now. But I also think that that's an important question to ask yourself to begin with. Sure. Because how you feel about seeing your partner kiss another person kind of gives you an idea as to where you're going to be on the jealousy scale. Absolutely. And what do you need to do to work with that? If this is a path you want to go down, it's not impossible, but what do we need to do to mitigate that? How do we how do we work through this yeah. to make it to where we're both comfortable, confident and this and the idea, this. Yeah, yeah, the idea of, of me you kissing somebody else is is something that's acceptable. Yeah. How do I deal with it? And like you said for a lot of people it's going to be a big turn on. And so that's yeah. a really good thing. And and the way that we look at it is both with kissing and oral and just penetrative sex, any kind of interactions that we have with one another is I know what you can do and I know how good you are. And I love to see someone else enjoy that because, and that's like, for me, that's that comparison. It turns me on to see how much pleasure you can give someone. And I know what that feels like for them. Okay. So. Let's jump ahead to the mm-hmm. next question. Yep. Well, the next question you should be asking yourself, which is, uh, if we were to attend an event and only you have sex, not me, okay, the only your your partner, not yourself, have sex, mm-hmm. how would how would you feel about it? How would um, so the non sex having partner feel about it? Right. So would would watching you have sex with somebody else excite me? Would it bother exactly. me? Exactly. And I think a good example, yeah. a, a lot of guys have that um, male, female, female threesome mm. idea. I think that that is that typically is one of those things that I'm not going to say pushes, but is the is kind of an instigator into this lifestyle. Okay. So I would ask the female of that group. How would you feel if the female that you have this MFF with isn't bisexual? She's only interested in your partner. So then you are watching your partner have sex with another woman and you're not really part of it other than whatever interaction that you normally might have with with him Mm. or, or them. And on top of that, I would say for men, if you had a situation where there was a MMF situation where your wife, girlfriend, whatever female partner is having sex with another male-bodied person, how do you feel about it? Mm. You know, if you're not bi or they're not bi, like how how do you handle that? So that's, that's something that I really feel like you should jump in and, and dig deep and see what yeah. it feels like. Yeah, and I think it's interesting both to talk through these things, but then also as part of that to fantasize about different scenarios. And if this were to happen, what would really turn me on? What would turn you on? How would I like this to play out? How do you see it playing out? Also, at the same time, realizing that reality never plays out how you fantasize it to be. But at the same time, if you have an idea and if you've talked about it, then going into it does make it a little bit easier, at least. Agreed. And it makes it more likely that it will be whatever you want it to be just because you have 
you've at least made sure that you're both on the same page about it. Yeah. And it, and it is something that that's something you need to dig down, dig deep and figure out how you would feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. So then and the next thing to consider is when you're looking at being intimate with another person or a couple, especially a couple, I would say, is would you prefer to play in the same room or separate rooms? So you and I typically prefer to play with other couples in the same room together. Yes. But we do know people who prefer to be in separate rooms. And so like you and the female of the couple would go off into another room and he and I would stay in this room and play. Mm -hmm. And we don't prefer that. We very much prefer being in the same room and together. But there are people that prefer to be separate. And so that's something to consider is do you want to see your partner playing with someone else? Or is it something that you both want to kind of enjoy separately in different spaces? And so anybody who listens to the podcast a lot often will hear us talk about puppy piles and how what we really enjoy is these puppy pile sort of play sessions where uh, gender isn't really a thing. It's just like there, there's this really lovely fluidity that goes into the play. But we have had plenty of play sessions where we say separate rooms here, but sometimes that might just mean separate allocated spaces. So on a bed where me and the female partner and Angela and the male partner are playing exclusively with the opposite gender, but we're within a meter from one another. We're within yeah. arm's reach, but we never really cross over and touch. And I would say that adds a third dimension to it because being in the same space playing together where you can True. reach out and touch your partner and kind of just check in and make sure that they're okay. And the other couple can do the same. They can still touch each other and interact with one another, kiss each other, whatever it may be. Versus being in the same room, but far enough apart that you can't do that. Yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. And then also then being in separate rooms is another thing altogether. So you've got kind of, I guess, Fair three enough. iterations of that. Yeah. Or three degrees of separation, let's say. But you need to discuss that with your yeah. partner before you go into this. What does your play style, what do you think your play style actually looks yeah. like? And know that with all of this, no matter how much you discuss or talk about it going into it, it will change, um, maybe not immediately, but along the way as you kind of go through the lifestyle, how you interact with each other and with other people and all of these things that you talk about going into it, they will change. Oh, absolutely. Um, but at least it's a starting point to think, how do we want it to look? What is it that we want going into this? So, yeah, I would say start all of this with kind of that mentality, knowing that, that that's what you decide now isn't necessarily the end all be all. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so then you mentioned it as talking a bit about the puppy piles is how do you feel about seeing your partner interact intimately with someone of the same sex? Is it titillating? Does it bother you? Like, how do you feel about seeing that? Yeah. And, and so that kind of goes back to your sexuality and how you identify. Uh, it also goes back to the, how you were raised. Yeah. You know, there we've, our, our podcast is is worldwide, and so um, we know that there are certain cultures in which same sex play, whether it be men on men or or female on female, is really looked down upon. In fact, yeah, you can have swinging, and that's okay, but same gender play that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you 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 need to look at that deep down inside yourself and say, all right, if I see my partner whether they're male or female, playing with another person of the same gender, how do I feel? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's definitely something to consider, and that kind of goes into as well maybe how your your play style looks altogether. Definitely. Def, def, definitely. Def, 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 definitely, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so then this kind of goes back to the swinging versus open relationship versus poly, but are you looking to sleep only with other people or are you looking to have a relationship are you looking to date them how deep of an interaction are you looking for and i would dare say that most people when they start out in this are looking for sex or casual relationships i would say friends with benefits yeah. is what most people want yeah. they want that casual fuck buddy that they can have dinner with or maybe drinks and and that's and then have sex and that's basically it 
and whether or not that evolves into something where the friends spend the night or they travel together or or whatnot, that tends to be that sort of range of, I'm going to say, yeah. air quotes, normal, what people are looking for. And some people are very much one and done. And yes. so we want to go to a club. We want to meet people, have sex with them. That's it. And then some people are very much a, we want an exclusive couple that we play only with that couple. Yeah. And so it's important to talk to your partner about how do you see that looking? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And again, just because you discuss one one uh, paradigm of how it looks doesn't mean that that's how it has to stay. Right. But it is a good idea to, to make sure that you're both on the same page. So if somebody's like, hey, I want to get to know these people first, and the other one's like, nope, yep, let's just go straight to bed. Yeah. You're not sitting there at the club with one of them being like, come on, let's go, let's go. And the other one's like, no, let's have a chat first. And yeah. then that gets really awkward for everybody. Yeah, so. and I think it's very good to be clear with the partners that you're talking about what you want as well. Uh, it's I think it's very rude and does a disservice to the relationship if what you tell people is like, if you present one thing and, and then uh, ask for something different. So if you present yourself as wanting to have a, uh, a relationship with somebody where this isn't a one and done, this might lead on to other dates or other other interactions but then you just do a one and done yeah. that's that's horrific um you just need to be honest with yourself and whoever you're speaking with yeah absolutely for sure yeah uh so then i guess this kind of goes down more the path of i'm gonna say either open relationships or playing with people in separate spaces because it assumes that you're both not I know where you're going, and I'm going to disagree, but please continue. Okay, potentially in the same spaces. But the next question that we have here is, how much detail am I comfortable sharing with you and hearing from you? So to me, that's very much of a, if we're seeing people separately or in different arenas. However, that can also be, even if we're in the same space, in the same area, meeting people and playing with them, we have different experiences. So how much of like what I yeah. experience do I share with you? Or if we're looking at online apps, which right now a lot of people being yes. at home, you're looking at online interactions. So like Bradford and I, we prefer to have couple online interactions. So we prefer to start talking to people together. And it's always a, it's usually at least once things kind of the ball gets rolling, it's a group chat. And so we're all involved. Some people aren't like that. And so it may be that, you know, one person talks to somebody out of another couple. And so then how much do you talk about that and whatnot? And yeah, I mean, I guess just there's a lot to consider in this question, a lot of different facets to consider how much detail am I comfortable sharing with you and how much do I want to hear from you? Yeah. And so what I was saying, how I disagree with you is I thought you were going to say this only matters to people who uh, date separately or play separately. Mm. And in fact, if we're both in the same bed, even in that situation where we're a meter across or even if we're in a puppy pile. If you're not comfortable with me talking about what I did orally to somebody mm -hmm. or what somebody did orally to me mm -hmm. or what the sex felt like mm -hmm. or what they did during sex or whatever. Yeah, because you both have different experiences. Yeah. And so and, and personally, we love to hear about that. Yes. Like, I love to hear. We're audio sluts. Yeah. What you've done, how it felt, how it was, what turned you on, what didn't. Like, all of these things are really exciting, I would say, for both of us. 
but not everybody's like that. You know, some people are like, I want to experience things my way. Yeah, and, and I don't want to hear about that's it. That's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely important to kind of establish where that line is for you and your partner in how much do you want to share and what do you want to hear? Are there certain types of things you want to hear about, certain things you don't want to hear about? Maybe some things you just kind of want to keep to yourself. Yeah. And those levels of detail can be different via whether you're in a, in a group setting mm. where you're all playing together or if you're deciding to play separately. Because there's nothing precluding you from doing a group play and solo yeah. play as well. Yeah. And so you might be one of those where you want to hear about everything that happens in the group. Like, tell me every detail because I was there mm. and, and I want to get a better picture. And when you go off and play by yourself, I don't want to hear about anything. Like, yeah, that's very it. true. So very true. Th- there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what what we're advising is that you know where you sit mm-hmm. um, and you know where you stand. <laughs> it's yeah. all about exercise, sitting and standing. And also on online interactions, like I said yes. before, you know, because online interactions can be very different from in-person interactions. Agreed. And so, yeah, just making sure that that you're both on the same page as to how much do we want to be aware of and how much do we want to know. And admittedly, we like for all of us to be involved in the online interactions, even if it's, say, two out of the four people talking more than the others, that's fine because we can always go back and see and at least there's You're some... always there lurking yeah. in the corner. And so you have that history as opposed to what I don't like is if we meet up with somebody and, and say Bradford's had all of the interactions... And we meet up with them, and I have no rapport, no connection, no history with them, whereas he has all of that. And so then I feel like I'm kind of left out. But there's other people that, you know, really like to, you talk to them, you do your thing, you do all the interactions. I don't really need to be part of that. I'll jump in whenever we meet them in person. (laughs) Yeah. So it really just kind of depends on on who you are and and your personalities and how you work as a couple. Um, Yeah, but I've, I've... tend to feel a bit left out if I'm not part of all of that. No, Even if I'm just lurking. Well, so. that's, that, I think that's perfectly fine. We never yeah. want you to feel left out. Yeah. yeah. So then moving on from that uh, that sort of that area, the, the next question would be, okay, so how do you feel about bringing people into your nest? Bringing right. people home. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to be one of those couples that only plays at a club Mm. do you want to be one of those couples that only plays at their house so you never host they must host or do you want to be one of those couples that you know everybody goes in on a hotel room and you just it's a hotel room just for fucking yeah and that's it yeah or do you have people over to your house so yeah it's or do you host and i think that's a a a big question, especially for a lot of people who do have children. Uh, if you have children, you're probably not going to host. Yeah. So you're probably going to be more of a club person, hotel, potentially if the other person or couple is hosting. Um, but even that's not necessarily because we rarely host. <laughs> we were, but let, let's let's take you on a journey. Um, <laughs> so in the beginning of our swinging relationship here in Australia, yeah. we said adamantly... We would never, ever host on the first date. Ever. Right. Ever. Never. Never, ever. Um, and there are podcasts in our backlog of where one of us has hosted on the first date and the other one was very disappointed uh, with the results of that. Mm. There are also podcasts in our backlog where we both met somebody at a bar and decided that we needed to host on the first date. Yep. So I think my point with this kind of story is that be flexible and whatever rules you make, don't make them so rigid that they are unbreakable. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a good point is that when you're talking about bringing people home, it's good to have, uh, I would say a baseline as yes. to where to start with that. But that baseline can shift depending upon circumstances. And, Sometimes it may shift to where it's not a good place and you can discuss that afterwards and, and say, okay, that wasn't a good thing. Let's let's kind of retract back and go back a bit. Uh, but sometimes it can be a good thing and it may be circumstantial because like Bradford said, you know, we've met people that we did bring home on the first date. And admittedly, we're a bit more, we're definitely more flexible in hosting once we know people. And yeah. so once we've established some rapport or if we've met them at the club and then it's like, hey, let's get together outside of the club, come over, whatever, like 
that can be something that happens. Uh, can be people we've met online, and then once we meet up for a drink or so, possibly even the same night, we might bring them back. But it just, I think it just kind of does go a bit with as well experience and how we feel and, and what we want. And as our relationship and as our desires and what we want out of this change over time as well, that has shifted. Yeah. Um, but it is also one of those things that when we're together, I think it's a little bit easier to bring someone back to our place versus when we're separate. It is. It's, it is a lot easier. So that that's, but again, that's something that you can talk about with your partner because it might be okay. Yeah. And, and look, there's, I think something that we should have predicated this all with, which is there is no right way to do this. No, no, there's not. Um, Absolutely. You know, not. this is just something that you need to talk about with your partner and figure out what's right for you. And, and that's, that's the important thing. And but, we've said it many a time on the podcast is that every couple does this differently. And so it is just figuring out what works for you and your partner. And you're not going to get it right to start with. It's going to be an evolving journey as you kind of go along and as you both evolve and as you as a couple evolve. And I don't think that ever stops. No, no. I think no. Our, our list of rules is constantly changing. Yeah. And what we're looking for is yeah. constantly changing. Yeah, that's true. And what we're happy with and what we're wanting. True, true. Yeah. All of those are true. <laughs> Yeah. So one thing that I think is important to talk about, which is also on this list, is what sort of safety precautions do we put into place uh, as we move into this lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And so that is everything from condoms and contraception, to dental dams, to gloves, to letting people know where we are, yeah. uh, to to kind of... Again, putting this ourselves more out there, what level of safety do we need? Mm. And I think that is something that is, in the beginning, you're going to be very cautious about. Uh, and it may not be something that ever changes. For example, for me, um, I'm still very much, when I'm on the road, if I... Uh, if I meet somebody on Grinder, I am very unlikely to invite them back to my room. I am much more likely to go to their room because my mentality and, and sort of my headspace on this is it's much more difficult to hide a body than it is to leave a body. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. <laughs> and I know that sounds fucking ridiculous, but like if you're going to kill me, I want to make it work. But at the same time, when you're, if you're talking about physical safety, uh, the number of times that if one of us is on the road that we say, Hey, I'm going here. I'm meeting up with this person. I'm yeah. going to this club or sauna or whatever. So we at least know where the person last was. Uh, but also we've gotten texts from partners <laughs> just randomly. Here's an address. Yeah. This and, is where I'm going. And yeah. And it's just, there's an address. Okay. Sure. And then a bit later, home safe. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Good. So and at least, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I and mean, I think that's important. It's something uh, I think if if you can find somebody in the lifestyle or who is a lifestyle accepting person, mm. who you can do that with, where you can say, "This is where I'm going. This is how long I expect to be there." If you don't hear from me in twelve hours, please send <laughs> the cops. Uh, you know, like, and I, I we're a bit glib about it, but. Yeah, I think it's no. it's a good thing to have. It's a good habit, and so like it for can't me, hurt. when I go to if I'm on Grinder or even on Tinder and I hook up with doesn't matter the gender, um, if I leave my hotel room while traveling to go hook up with somebody, I will always write down the address of where I'm going, mm. so the cops have a place to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've watched too many. <laughs> I've watched too many movies. Too much CSI. Right. But you know, it's like. That's that's sort of my mentality on that is like I I want to give people I want people to know who I am. And so mm -hmm. Angela and I also use Google Maps and on Google Maps, you can share your location with your partner. We always do that. And we yeah. always do that. So you always know where your partner is. And there are people out there who will be like, oh, you know, you're letting the company whatever. Um, if you don't trust your partner knowing where you are. Perhaps you should reevaluate that relationship. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I would say is if we're talking about physical safety, uh, and we'll, we'll get to STIs in a moment, but if you're talking about like actual physical safety, is that if you as an individual are going into a situation alone, 
or even you as a couple are going into a situation and you don't feel safe at any point, if anything feels off at any point, just leave. Just back out of it. It's never, it's, it's okay to say, I'm not comfortable. I think we need to leave. I'm, some, it doesn't matter how you word it, but if something doesn't feel right, trust your gut and yeah. just go. And if your partner says something like that and you don't feel it, trust your partner. Yeah. yeah like, look, you're going in this as a team. The the second one of those, one of the teammates uh, is not comfortable or isn't happy with mm-hmm. the way the direction is going, pull out. Yeah. And, and whatever it is that makes them not comfortable, and I would say this goes for any of... of how any of this interaction happens. Uh, but if at any point your partner isn't comfortable and we can get into checking in with your partner and whatnot a bit later, but if they're not comfortable that it's better to pull out and to pull the plug on a situation. And most partners will understand if they're decent people. And if they don't understand and aren't accepting of it, well, then you probably shouldn't be playing with them anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> but you, you're you in this with your partner. And, and if one of you is not comfortable, then it's not a good fit for you together. And so, yeah, you definitely shouldn't be in that situation, whatever it is. Agreed. Uh, but, yeah, so talking about playing safe as far as condoms and contraception goes – uh, dental dams, gloves, all that good stuff. There are many iterations in how to play and how to be safe and to protect yourself against STIs. Uh, I do think it's a good thing to be tested for STIs with some regularity, whatever that is. It's going to depend upon you, your play style, how often you play, uh, what you have available in your area, all that jazz, but at least be tested with some regularity and and remember, you don't have to go to your family doctor to get tested. Mm. Uh, I think that's something that's very important. Uh, you can go to a, a, a random clinic and they can test you for um, for STIs. Yeah. You don't have to go to your family doctor. And I think for the people in the U.S., the biggest concern always is, I don't want to go to my family doctor. Mm. Um, I, I know in Australia, it's very easy. Clinics, uh, STI clinics are... Well, at least lot. in Sydney, yeah. they're, they're every every mm-hmm. um, postal code will have one that you can go to. Most, and yeah. um, the U.S. isn't as common, but if you go to the health department, and every county has a health department, uh, county or parish if you're in Louisiana, <laughs> uh, they'll have a health department and it, you can go and get tested there. And there is uh, that's that's something that can keep you and your family yeah. safe without having to go to your family doctor. If you're comfortable enough to talking to your family doctor about it and asking them for it, then I highly recommend you sticking with them yeah. because they you know they're they're used to you. But but if not, you know, go to the that's health fair. department. Yeah, and I think it's good as well to talk to your partner about uh, what kind of protection do you want to use against STIs or pregnancy and and how do you want that to look because I would say that many people in the lifestyle condoms are pretty accepted for uh, penis and vagina intercourse but do you use dental dams do you use what kind of contraception do you use do you use gloves when playing with people whether that's vaginal anal what is it Um, and so I think it's yeah definitely good to talk to your partner about how do you see this looking and what kind of protection do you want to take do you want to use condoms when doing oral or is it only for penetrative sex yeah and and that's yeah it's how much risk do you want to take and that can be very different for people in general our rule is to play the safest person in the room so when we start playing we'll have a conversation about what kind of precautions we want to take and if somebody wants to use something that we don't necessarily like say they want to do condoms for oral which we don't typically we will yeah. Because it's an easy thing to do and it makes the interaction so much better and you're respecting their wishes and and saying that we, you know, respect you enough and, and care enough in the moment to at least adhere to your desires yeah. and how you want to play. Play to the safest in yeah. the room. I think that is such a good sort of uh, mental place to be in. Talk. Mm. Have the conversations. That's that's a great thing. If you're going to be fucking somebody, you should be comfortable enough to discuss what they consider safe play. Yeah, and it can be 30 seconds, a minute. It doesn't have to be like, <laughs> you know, like let's sit down and have a chat now. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be, uh, uh, we were watching uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Sheldon looking for a contract. Um, it yeah. can be a quick conversation. Yeah, definitely. So then with these air quote, rules that we have put up, Mm. we need to think about what happens if one of us breaks a hard or soft rule. 
And what do we do about it? How do we reconcile it? Yeah, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and is, I think, it, is it Thunderdome? Is that what we do? We'd already talked about Mad Max. So no, I feel like no, we, like, no. Is it Thunderdome? We, two, two humans enter, one human leaves. So one of the things that we like to do no? is... No, it's not. <laughs> but one of the things we like to do is the next morning after we have an encounter with, with someone or we've gone to the club or we've had a date is we like to talk about it and have a debrief. And usually that night we're too tired, too exhausted, we just go to bed. So the next morning over breakfast, brunch, whatever it is, we'll just kind of be like, hey... What did you think of last night? You know, what were some of your highlights, your favorite moments? What didn't work for you so well? Just kind of go through everything and, and you kind of relive it. It's really titillating. But at the same time, if there was a problem, then that's a really good time to address it. That's when you should is, is when it's fresh before it can kind of fester, before you can kind of build up any resentment. I think it's good to kind of tear it down immediately. Um, and we've had those instances where rules have been pushed or broken and it's, difficult to reconcile but i think the the place to start is first of all how was the rule broken why was the rule why was the rule broken you know what led to it were there circumstantial things was it you know it's it's very unlikely but was it deliberate or was there something else going on usually it was just circumstantial kind of led up to it and then does that rule need to be adjusted and the answer may be yes, it may be no. And if it's no, it might be like, you just kind of fucked up and that's, it's happened. What do we need to do to move forward? And if it needs to be adjusted, then what do we need to do to kind of reevaluate that rule? And the other thing to remember is don't do what friends of ours have done, which is when one partner breaks a oh, rule. Yeah. So we have uh, friends who, while playing the female had sex with another male uh without a condom without protection and there was no risk of pregnancy but there was still a risk of sti uh the the our our male friend found out that it happened because he was watching and he stewed on it and they they argued about it and talked about it and etc etc and they thought they had fixed it but then going on into the future uh he felt like he deserved the opportunity to have sex with somebody without protection and in my mind that's like watching your partner play russian roulette yeah. and win and then deciding well they won and i should get my chance to play russian roulette yeah and so i think that's such a foolish way to look at it there's this is not a zero-sum game this is not a you did something so i get to do something um and it was it's really disheartening to hear friends especially who go through an experience like this who think that this is the way it should go Mm. that right there that just tells me there's a problem with your relationship you need to really dig deep and like like let's talk about our communication and and reevaluate that and it's not necessarily a tit for tat kind of situation either is that if if somebody does break a rule or pushes a boundary or or does something that's not acceptable then there should be a conversation about it and you know why did it happen how do we prevent it from happening in the past or in the future uh yeah how do we prevent that from happening in the future and and you know what how do we move forward yeah and it what might, does it mean and it might not be easy to move forward it might take some time and it might take some work to get there but there is a path forward it's just a, a matter of finding that and, and yeah seeing what that looks like agreed yeah so then along with that you have to set other limits mm. what other limits would make you and or your partner more comfortable and those can be there's there's so many things that that can be and, and that can be you know we we only date online we only meet people on websites and mm-hmm. then maybe meet them at a ho- at a hotel mm. it could be we only meet people at clubs it can be we only meet people that wear pink on thursdays <laughs> but after four you know it's the, the rules can be whatever makes you and your partner comfortable yeah there are no, there's no Bible. No. And if you listen to other podcasts and they tell you there are specific rules, 
ignore those podcasts because there aren't a specific rule. Um, and the reason there isn't one is because if there was one, we would tell you and we'd be like, oh yeah, this is the rule. But the, the, the truth is everyone in every relationship is different. So yeah. every person in every relationship has to be treated differently. Yeah. And it's, and the main thing is to kind of look at some of these parameters as guidelines to get that conversation started and as to, what is it that this could look like for us? And what are some of the things we need to start thinking about? And you don't have to jump into this immediately. So you, you can use these as guidelines, but then also spend the next week or a few weeks or however long kind of thinking about it and saying, you know what, maybe I think that this is something that we should add to the list or this is something else we should talk about. Or maybe this is an area that we need to have some some rules or boundaries with kind of thing. Um yeah, so it's it's definitely just kind of a starting point, but it, it is a, a good thing to kind of continue thinking about what are some other things that we need to, to kind of look at as a couple. And we touched on it before, but the other thing is to set a date to reevaluate. So right. once you start down this path and once you kind of take the first steps with this is set a time frame and like we're going to try this for, say, two months. You know, six weeks, two months, six months, doesn't matter what it is. Ten years. Yeah, we're going to try this for a while. And then we're going to sit down and have an honest conversation. And hell, if you're like me, you can take notes along the way because you might forget stuff. It's true. She uh, <laughs> takes notes in her phone. It's... Yeah. But set a date to sit down as a, cu- a couple and reevaluate, have a conversation about how is it going? Like, honestly, do we really like this? Do we not? Do we want to reevaluate how we go about it? Do we want to try something different? Do we need to adjust rules or boundaries or do we, are we really enjoying this? Do we want to keep going with it? If we want to keep going, do we want to just do as we're doing? Do we want to kind of push things a bit more? Do we want to try something different? And so it's, it's good to just kind of keep evolving and it's good to have those times to check in with your partner, have a date night and, and take the time to sit down, really talk to them, really listen to them and see, you know, make sure that you're both still on the same page and, and that you're going forward on the same kind of path. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is, I, I think that's great advice and, Ultimately, my the only thing I can add to that is listen, listen, listen to your yeah. partner. This is a definitely swinging is a team sport, and you know your your experience is going to be very different than your partner's experience. And to to fully enjoy this, you have to listen to your partner and take what they have to say and add that to your story, your experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to how to pull that in but it, it, it's very much a non one player game yeah and and your experience as a couple is going to be different than other couples yeah. experiences as well so it's it's really great and it's fun for us to go to the club or to meet people out and to talk to them about what their experience is and how they got started in the lifestyle how, what their path has been and and how is it that it works for them because it's interesting to see how Everyone does it slightly differently. Yeah, and there so, is no wrong way to no, do it. there isn't. There are a lot of wrong ways to do it, but there is no one wrong way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever works for you. And I think that's kind of the fun is is the path of exploration and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And if this doesn't work, then, you know, just it might not be so easy in the moment, but ultimately brush it off, move on and try something different. Agreed. And, and figure out what does work for you and your partner and Part of that fun is exploring and trying different things and seeing, does this work? Nope. Okay, let's try this instead then. And then eventually you're going to find something that does work and it'll be amazing. Yeah. And that's ultimately what you're kind of going for is to, to find that that amazing spot. And what is it that we want this to look like for us long term? I think ultimately my advice would be relax. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's it's meant to be fun. Let it be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other any other ideas that you have? Questions, comments, and concerns over um, these questions? No, I think this is a pretty good set to start with. Anyway, so to get the conversation started, this worksheet will be on our website. We're yeah. not done yet uh, with this worksheet. That is, uh, we're done with the website. But this worksheet, we'll put it on the website this week. Uh, the flip side to this worksheet is all about sexual fantasies and scenarios, which we will discuss next week it's all about the fantasy scenarios that you want to experience by yourself with your partner 
or that you want your partner to experience. Yeah. So we'll do a deep dive into all of those. And, uh, and when I mean deep dive, I mean, we'll, we'll dive deep. Uh, but that's next week. Bradford's going deep. As deep as, <laughs> how deep is four inches for you, baby? Um, uh, four inches. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you have any questions, comments, or rude remarks that you would like to express to us about mm-hmm. this podcast, please email us. We are theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or you can find us on all the socials. We are at By the Bad Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and on the Twitter box. Mm-hmm. Uh, support us on Patreon so far uh at patreon.com slash by the by podcast yes that's where you can get all your cum rags and you can get uh some new videos that we are putting up on uh drunken sex toy reviews yes and we should have some more in the coming weeks that's right and uh if you want some geeky sex toys we already told you about some of the other adam and eve stuffs but if you want some geeky sex toys Go to geekysextoys.com, and when you're prompted, use the coupon code by the by, and you can get a discount. A discount on some awesome toys. Yeah. That you can play with. And if you get them, uh, uh, shoot us pictures. We, we love to see yeah. the, the, we get tagged in Instagram and, and Twitter, uh, on some of the toys you're buying, and that, that, that makes us happy. It's always exciting. Yeah. I, I like it. to see that. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, thank you very much. Any other... uh, No, thanks for joining us. Of course. Nothing else to say. Thanks. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.